Hello, thanks for listening to the Vines podcast. Usually we share our podcast from the sermon that was given on Sunday morning, but we had a little audio problem. And so uh, today I'd like to do something a little bit different where I just share some of our thoughts that we covered on Sunday morning and just kind of do a a lighter dive into the text. Because we don't want to leave people out who are hoping to hear the message. And I know that each of, uh, especially in this series, the messages really build on one another. And so, uh, yeah, this was the first Sunday in our series called Beginnings, where we look at the seven days of creation as a template for how we might experience beginnings in our life, how we might actually experience newness in our life. And the reality is that New Year's Day is a great time for us to really think about this. Why do we have longings to begin again? Uh, why was this whole deal with having New Year's resolutions where we just want to break habits, we want to reform ourselves, we want to try new things. I know for me personally, uh, a lot of people, they just have a huge desire to exercise a lot. For me, I'm just trying to plank. There's a thing called planking where it's kind of like, it's kind of like a push-up, but like halfway through the push-up, you're kind of like, nah, I don't want to do the rest. And you just kind of hold it. It's like a, non, it's like a non-committal push-up. That's my New Year's resolution. And uh, I know a lot of people, they have their own longings for newness. And I, we are actually looking at that as a God-given desire. And it, it, especially that Jesus has promised that He can make all things new. The reality is that many of us feel like we're stuck. We're stuck in bad habits. We're stuck in bad jobs, in bad relationships, in bad rhythms in life. And being stuck is something that's just pre- uh, prevalent in our life, in our world. And we need to hear that in God, there's opportunities for beginnings. And so we are looking at the seven days of creation with that in mind. And each time we gather, we're looking at not only that day in creation, but we're also looking at a story of someone in Scripture and using that as a demonstration for how this is at work in people's life. And so our text from today is not only in Genesis, the first day of creation, but also we're going to look at a little bit at the story of Moses and how God breaks into our life's story and gives us new opportunities. So uh, our text today is Genesis 1, 1 through 5, and the text goes like this. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty, and darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters, And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. God saw that the light was good, and He separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness He called night. There is evening, and there is morning, the first day. Before the beginning of all things, we see the existence of two different things. First, in the beginning, God. So we know that God goes before all beginnings, that God goes before all time, that God exists. And this is one of those things that can cause someone's mind to short circuit. What does it mean that God exists outside of time? Personally, I'm just thrilled that God is bigger than my comprehension. (laughs) He exists bigger than what I can understand. And so we see God is there before all beginnings. But interestingly, if you take this text seriously, what else is there before all our beginnings? Well, we see here in this passage, in verse number two, now the earth was formless and empty, 
and darkness was over the surface of the deep. This is speaking of before our beginnings, there is, as the message version shares, an inky darkness, like a bottomless pit of chaos. There's that experience that goes before our beginnings. The actual Hebrew phrase is tohu vavohu. <laughs> you can't make this up. Tohu vavohu is the Hebrew phrase that speaks to this emptiness, this formlessness, an experience of just being completely void of life, of substance. And for us, what's important about this is that this actually is a part of our life experience. At times, it feels like we are living in tohu vavohu. It feels like there's times where we're living with emptiness, where we're hoping for some sort of surface to stand on. And the reason why this is important is because this goes before the beginnings. This goes before the beginnings in our life, and it goes before the beginnings of creation. So what does God use to break into that darkness? Verse 3, God said, Let there be light, and there was light. We see here what God does to break into the darkness is He uses two things. He uses His Word, He uses His voice, He speaks into it. He could have used anything, but instead He chose to use the Word to break into the darkness. And what was the first words in creation? Let there be light. So God uses His Word and He uses light to break into the darkness. And God saw that light, that light was good. He called it tov, the Hebrew word for good. This is good. Light is good. And light separated from darkness. He called the light day and the darkness He called night. And there was evening and then there was morning. Kind of interesting that first, what was there? There is evening. Darkness goes before our beginnings. First there's evening, and then there's morning. So if, even today, our Hebrew uh, friends, our, our Jewish friends, they still acknowledge the beginning of the day at sunset, and not at sunrise like most of us do. Why? It's actually pointing back to this passage. For what came first? It was darkness, it was evening, and then there was morning. So for them, they still practice Sabbath beginning at sunset. And this is important because this is the rhythm of many things in life that first there's darkness, but darkness doesn't have the final say that there will be morning. And so morning comes. The interesting thing about this passage is, yeah, we understand that there's, that there's darkness and God breaks into the light. Something interesting in verse 2 is that when there was chaos and formlessness, it also said that the Spirit of God was hovering the Spirit of God was there in the midst of darkness and chaos that God is there hovering. He's a part of it. He knows it, and He breaks into it. We see this experience, and we have to wonder, what is this about? Because on day number four, we actually see that God creates the sun and the stars. So what is this light speaking of? What if this presence of light is actually pointing us to something even greater? What if this presence of life, light that goes beyond the sun, this good light that breaks into the darkness, what if this is speaking of something deeper that breaks into our life? It broke into the, the life of, of someone named Moses. If you know about the story of Moses, you know that he, his story began in Tohu Vavohu. 
He began at part of the Hebrew people. They'd gone through a, a, a long time of famine, and they heard that, that there was provision in Egypt. And so they moved to Egypt, and God used a person named Joseph to allow this to happen. But they moved to Egypt, and, and after a while, the Egyptians saw this Hebrew clan starting to grow, and they actually started to oppress them as immigrants, and they oppressed them, and they caused them to be their slaves. And after a while... This group continued to grow so large that Pharaoh he began to fear the Hebrew nation, this Hebrew clan. And so he declared that all Hebrew baby boys should be put to death. This is darkness. This was the darkness that Moses was born. Moses, interesting, when Moses was born, his parents looked at him in Exodus 2. And what did they say? They looked at him and they called him Tov, good. This is a good, this is a fine, this is a good boy. Goodness breaks into the dark. And through a crazy twist of events, Moses' parents had the unthinkable thing that they had to go through. What are they going to do with this child? They can't keep this child. They'd be put to death. And so they actually had to release this child. They had to give this child up in the midst of this darkness, hoping that God still hovers, that God is there. And so they put Moses in a basket, put him in the water, hoping that Egyptian women further downstream would see him and rescue him. And that's exactly what happened. But it was the uh, Pharaoh's daughter. It was her that actually saw baby Moses. And she rescued him and ended up taking her into the palace. And she was raised even by her his own family in a crazy twist of events that God was providing for goodness in the midst of darkness. And so Moses, he was raised as an Egyptian prince, even though he was Hebrew. And you have to wonder, if you, if you thought through, what is this existence really about? Who am I really? Like, what's my real identity? Am I Hebrew? Am I Egyptian? And what's the purpose of my life? Perhaps he began to think, maybe, maybe God's going to use me to help deliver these people, this Hebrew nation. And he might have grabbed onto that a little bit too much, because one day he saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew man, and in turn, he turned around and killed the Egyptian. Word got to Pharaoh. Pharaoh decided that he was going to kill Moses. So what did Moses do? Well, he ran. He ran and he went into the desert. And for 40 years, he was a lonely shepherd. For 40 years, he was stuck without a hope of any beginnings. He forgot his identity. He forgot what perhaps was his purpose. And you could say his life was marked by tohu vavohu. Then on a normal night, in the inky darkness of the desert, something happened. The Spirit of God was hovering over this darkness. Moses was leading the sheep to the west of the wilderness and saw a bush on fire. This fire was not consuming the bush, but it was emitting light. A light that broke into the darkness, broke into the void. And we see here in what happened, we see the presence again of two things, God's Word and this light. And this is how all beginnings happen. This is the beginning of day one, and this is the beginning of day one of our life. So what happens is Moses, in verse 3 of Exodus 3, Moses thought, I will go over and see this strange thought. Why, sight, why this bush does not burn up? 
when when the Lord saw that he had gone over to look. Interestingly, this all began because God saw that he actually took initiative to go over and look. And from within this bush, he said, Moses, Moses. Moses said, here I am. God said, do not come any closer. Take off your, your sandals for the place where you're standing is holy ground. The darkness in our life can actually be called sacred and holy. Why? Because God breaks in. Verse 6, then he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. At this, Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. What was so powerful about God saying this weird lineage of how he was the God of his father and Abraham and Isaac and Jacob? I think it was the fact that Moses truly thought that after 40 years, he had lost his identity. He was in the desert. He forgot who he was. And God is here saying, you've heard stories of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. I was their father. I was their God. And even your own father. But listen, Moses, I'm coming to you and I'm your God as well. I'm, he, he was reinstating Moses to who he was. And not only was he reinstating Moses to who he was, but he was reinstating, reinstating him to why he was. In verses 7 and 10, the Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of the people in Egypt. I have heard of them crying because of their slave drivers, and I'm concerned about their suffering. So now go. I'm sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. So it wasn't enough for God to to break into the darkness. It wasn't enough to show that dark moments can be sacred. It wasn't enough for God to merely just speak into the light and remind Moses who he was. But the light actually reminds us why we are. It reclaimed Moses' God-given purpose. I'm going to send you back. This light that's breaking into your mind and your heart right now is actually the light that needs to break into the Hebrew nation over again because that is darkness. And this is how it is with God. God breaks into our lives telling us that our script has not been fully written. The darkness that we might think that we're living in, that the light of God can break in, the word of God can break in and send us into a new direction. And that is always so that we extend this light into the darkness of this world. That's the way it is with God. That yes, there is evening, but there is always going to be morning with God. Because this is how God does it. With God, there is always beginnings. Always. So for many of us in our life, the description of tohu vavohu might sound familiar. Emptiness, darkness, chaos without form. And perhaps you need to know that God can do this beginning work with you today. Just like he did in the beginning, just like he did with Moses, he will use two different things. He will use light and he will use his word. Even the psalmist, he, the psalmist said, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. The way that God breaks in and starts this work of making things new is he will use light in his word. This comes to just the beautiful expression in John's description of the very beginning in John chapter 1. How did how did this gospel of John how did it describe the beginning? 
Now listen to this. In the beginning, the same phrase from Genesis, in the beginning was the Word, speaking of Jesus, was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that has been made. In Him was the life, and that life was what? That life was the light of all mankind. Now listen to this. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. The darkness has not, will not, cannot overcome the power of this light that we have in Jesus. So the word of hope for you is if you're in a place of darkness today, if you are hoping for a new beginning on any facet of your life, there is power in God's word and God's light in Jesus. Because Jesus broke into the most unexpected places when people thought that it was hopeless. This light began in a stable. It went to the least likely for those people who thought they were the furthest from God, the outcast, the lost, the hopeless. The light of Christ even shined upon a cross, and ultimately the light of Christ was in an empty tomb to tell us that the darkness cannot defeat the light of Jesus. So for you and for me, this light of Jesus is the life of all mankind. It's for all of us. It's for all of humanity. So do not be, dis- do not be surprised if the light of God wants to break into your life and create a new beginning. So the challenge for you today is this. Where in your life do you need a beginning? Again, it could be a relationship. It could be in bad habits. It could be in just thinking uh, your life is pointless and hopeless. It could be in your vocation. Where does your life feel empty and void where you need the word and the light of God to break in. Friends, even though it might feel dark, maybe you should take off your shoes because this too could be holy ground.